Welcome to Coven, an actual play podcast. Content warning for depictions of police corruption and racial inequities. A letter from Jerry Fuller to Jim Lewis, Delivery, Texas, dated 1967. Hey Jim, long time no see. How's it going down Southways? We've been busy up here. My mom misses you. I sometimes think she likes you more than me. <laughs> Seriously, Jim, I miss you too. I got into Howard, gonna be studying music. There are more folks taking our sound seriously these days. I think I'll still have to brush up on that Baroque bullshit, but the graduate project I proposed was on Charlie Parker, and it got accepted. Looks like I might be a legit musicologist one of these days. It's been too long, Jimmy. Years too long. Write me soon? Signed, your friend, Jerry Fuller, soon-to-be PhD student. Mr. Fuller never received a reply. Alright, welcome back everybody to episode two. My name is Noah Lloyd. My pronouns are both he, him, and they, them. Today in Kingdom, I'm going to be playing Jim Lewis. Yeah, let's dive into it. Okay, um, my name is Sharon. I am playing Ruby Bataille, um, and pronouns are she and her. Hi, I'm Kiefer Katz, uh, pronouns he, him, and I'm playing Jake Brown. My name is Gary Slack, and I'm playing Willie Mae Hooks, pronouns he, him. I thought Willie Mae was she, her. Oh, you're her. Sorry. I get it. <laughs> oh. I, that was, that was, sorry. <laughs> I like that we're all having a moment today. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, we are having a moment. Um, for, oh, for folks, uh, for, for, the, for the folks at home, we're li- recording this on Super Tuesday, so, or <laughs> The day after Super Tuesday, actually. Yes. Um, so it's a it, there's a weird mood in here. Subpar Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super Tuesday and Subpar oh, Wednesday. There we go. God. Um, but let's just channel all this angst into a game of Kingdom by Ben Robbins. Yay. Yeah. Um, can we get just kind of a quick uh, recap from the last session? So. Uh, we have our Google Doc open, open, and maybe we'll just like break this up into sections and run through it real quick. So we are playing in a town called Delivery, sometimes nicknamed Delivery. It's near Galveston, Texas, but it's slightly inland, close to the water. There's a swamp nearby. There's a lot of uh, kind of sprawl and urban development happening right now. And then the four threats that we came up with, because, you know, three wasn't enough. Uh, we've got hurricanes on the horizon. There's a literal swamp out there. There's an out-of-control sheriff who I'm interested to think about some more. And then there are uh, kind of speculative capitalists coming into town. Somebody take the locations for us? Maybe Kiefer, will you run through the locations? Sure. Our locations are Shay J, a charming motel with an attached restaurant that's about four blocks from the beach, so just slightly too far to be really a great option. Um, The Shark Pit, a smoky pool hall where community members go to gamble on their lunch breaks, where you will often find Willie Mayhooks. 
The Rogue, a jazz club with a house band called The Prophets, where Rugu Batai works. The Clearing, which is a makeout point where teens park in the swamp to, uh, you know, do makeout stuff. It's right on the edge of one of the wildlife <laughs> zones. Got the Boardwalk, a recently completed uh, attraction finished in 1964. It's full of shops, an arcade that has nothing but ski ball, and it's a big lure for the speculative venture capitalists. Um, where Ruby Bataille likes to hang out and play ski ball, and where Willie Mae Hooks works. There's Honest John's, a used car lot on the other side of the tracks. There's Stephen F. Austin K through 12 school, where there's a really nice scoreboard and a stadium attached to the side of a clock tower. And there's Tommy Joe's General Store, a mom and pop grocery store slash convenience store slash post office right next door to the sheriff's, which is owned by Jake Brown. All right. Uh, and then maybe just like a couple words about each of our characters. So I'm playing Jim Lewis. My role is going to be a perspective. We can, uh, we will definitely kind of be focusing on those roles quite a bit as the game progresses. So we don't need to talk about that too much at the moment, but I'm perspective, a math teacher at the high school. My fear is that elements from the swamp will overwhelm the town. Uh, what those quote unquote elements are, we'll discover through play. Uh, and his issue is he doesn't know how to handle his kind of, um, newfound at least when he was in college sexuality in a small conservative town his bond to ruby is that she is his ex-girlfriend from high school days and then willie may was basically an older protective sister to jim okay i will be playing ruby bataille uh her role is power for the purposes of this game um she's a bartender at the rogue uh about 30 years old um, she also, uh, like Kiefer said, likes to hang out at the boardwalk because she likes the arcade. And she is also worried about the speculators coming in and building new attractions that are going to decrease the visitors to her jazz club um, that she's working in. Uh, her personal issue is that she's just having some issues at work. Um, she really cares about the place and cares about her patrons, but she's having some conflict with uh, management. And um, she is also a half-sister to Jake Brown. Great. Let's just keep going down the line. Gary? Right on. So I'll be playing Willie Mae Hooks, pronouns she, her. Um, my role in this game will be as a touchstone. Um, Willie Mae Hooks is a janitor at the boardwalk, so it allows her to be hip to all the small-town scuttlebutt and hearsay. Um, mid-40s um, is almost always seen in her work clothes. Um, even when she's not in her work clothes, she'll just kind of switch out from one pair of overalls to another. Um, super baller. Um, <laughs> she can usually be found um, at the boardwalk as well as the shark pit where she basically hustles goons out of their money after a long days of work. Um, her biggest fear is that no matter how hard she works, there's always a feeling of disenfranchisement as being a black woman, especially in the South and especially at that time. Um, and that ties into her fear, which is not only does she feel this constant fear of being displaced, but that displacement also comes from within her own community because she feels um, very much isolated from their uh, mores and morals and so forth. And I am playing Jake Brown, who is a touchstone. He's a white man. He's about 53, but seems a bit younger, has dark eyes, light hair. 
can be found at Tommy Joe's, the store he runs, schmoozing everybody, and also at the clearing, cruising. Um, his wish is for the, you know, the town to prosper and kind of grow as a national destination, um, which will both be a success for him and also allow him to kind of be a part of the community. His issue is that he has constantly denying both his identity as a gay man and also as a Jewish person living in the South because he doesn't feel super comfortable about, you know, being the son of Orthodox Jews. Um, and he's uh, Ruby's half-brother and also used to employ Willie May, who knows his secrets. Um, he kind of always felt like he was doing a her a favor, just giving her a job at all, but she saw him as a boss and was maybe not thrilled about that. All right. So uh, there are a couple of pages in Kingdom that the the rules say we should read through out loud and kind of cover the the main mechanics for how this this game is going to run. So let's let's just do that. Let's do what it says to do. And we can go in kind of the same order of play that we've been doing. So myself, then Sharon, then Kiefer, then Gary. And this starts on page 22. So, uh, and we'll, we'll just each read a column and then move on. Crossroads. We've got our kingdom and we've got our characters. Now we're going to play to see how our characters shape the kingdom and how the kingdom shapes them. As players, we're going to confront our kingdom and our characters with crossroads, critical decisions the kingdom must make, decisions that may change the kingdom forever. Does the kingdom invade its neighbor? Does it outlaw the new religion? Crossroads are the major arcs of our game. They are the chapters of the story we're making. It's our job to make crossroads that push the kingdom and the characters into territory that interests us. Never make a crossroad that doesn't interest you. You might even introduce a crossroad that your character dreads, but that you think would be interesting. Scenes and cards. Uh, before we see the final decision the kingdom makes about the crossroad, we'll take turns creating scenes and role-playing them together. We'll explore the crossroad and see what our characters think and do about it. We might find out the situation is a lot more complicated than we thought. Each of the three cards on the table is a countdown. On your turn, you get to pick which to check and move closer to completion. When all the boxes on a card are checked, we'll pause and play to see what happens. Uh, when all the boxes on the crossroad are full, we play to see what choice the kingdom makes and what the consequences are. When all the boxes on the crisis card are full, We'll see whether the kingdom survives the crisis or is destroyed. Characters may flee the kingdom. When all the boxes on the time passes card are full, there is a break in the action when our characters can rest and reflect. Months or years will pass. When we finish a card, we start a new one. So I have replicated those cards in roll 20. Um, there's a crisis card and a time passes card. And then the one that doesn't have a title is where we will write in the crossroads. Rolls. Each roll gives you a different way to influence the kingdom and the crossroad. Perspective. You can predict the consequences of picking different sides of the crossroad. It's your job to show us what's really at stake. Touchstone. You decide how the people of the kingdom feel and what they want. You can instantly define the kingdom and show us how the people react to what is happening. Power. After seeing those consequences and hearing what the people want, you get to decide what the kingdom actually does. That doesn't seem fair, does it? Only power gets to decide what the kingdom does? No, it isn't fair, but it might be balanced. Power makes the choice, but perspective and touchstone determine the consequences. Challenge and overthrow. Eventually, someone is going to do something to the kingdom that you don't like. 
you can do something about it. You can change your role if you want a different voice in the kingdom or your old role doesn't seem like a good fit anymore. You can challenge another character to stop something they do or establish. If power arrests someone, bust them out of jail. If touch tone shows that the people are angry, give, the, give a speech to calm the mob. But if challenging them isn't enough, if you want to stop what another character is doing with their role entirely, you can overthrow them and take their role for yourself. Storm the capital and take away their power. These options are listed at the bottom of your roll card, but be warned. Nothing can take a player out of the game. A character you usurp just picks a different role and keeps influencing the kingdom in a different way. Take away someone's power and they might return as a perspective and predict a dire future. Great. All right. So the next page has the overview of play, which might be a good idea for y'all just to kind of have in front of you as a reminder of the steps we go through. But basically, uh, last time we played, Kiefer kind of arbitrarily got the first player token, which again is uh, just something I've drawn up on roll 20. So Kiefer, if you are comfortable, now is a time when uh, there's no crossroads, so you would introduce one. And then uh, you will kind of set a scene, decide who you want to be there, and both uh, non-player characters and the player characters you have available to you. And we'll see what happens. Um, what, we're in 1964, right? Right. Um, and I, I ruled by fiat that we were going to be in the summer of 64 last time, just to make our lives a little more miserable. <laughs> Man, I would love to... I, I can't... The, the only crossroads I can think of right now is like a big department store is interested in renting like the anchor space on the boardwalk, but I don't even know if that's really a thing that happened on boardwalks. Well, um, I think you could certainly go that way, whether or not that was a thing that happened. I'm not really inspired by that, so if anybody else has something, please feel free. Well, when we were developing uh, the livery, None of us came up with anything supernatural, right? And right. it could it could be that our crossroads focus on that, or it could be that, you know, nothing supernatural happens in the livery until we get to the eighties when based on the system we'll be playing later, we know it will. Um, but that's something else you can think about, right? Like whether we want to start introducing supernatural things now. Oh yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, and if you're if also if you're having trouble thinking about things, take a look at the threats that are facing us. Right, um, doesn't have to be a historical hurricane from 1964 that's that's threatening us. There could be a totally new one. Yeah, um, what about instead of uh, what if the speculators are actually threatening the clearing and they're trying to put in like an amusement park slash water park right on the edge of the swamp? Yeah. I like that. So I will just type that up real quick on the crossroads card. How would you how would you phrase that, Kiefer? Will the will the speculative capitalists Will the town approve the speculators plan to build a water park at the clearing? I guess it can just be will the kingdom approve the speculators water park at the clearing and then it'll totally fit with the thing. Alright. So uh, here's our first crossroad. So at the end of a turn, you will get to 
check uh, a box either on the crossroad card, which is the top one, on the crisis card, if you think that the kingdom has moved closer to a crisis, or in the time passes card, which gets us closer to like a long break in the action. So, Kiefer, where would you like to set this first scene? Um, I think I will set it in the store next to the sheriff's office in Tommy Joe's. Cool. Yeah, does anybody get to choose to be in it, or do I pick people I want? You you get to pick who is in it. Um, or actually, can I move it and have it be at the arcade and have it be with Willie Mae? brown and then maybe ruby can be there as well because she works there or not depending or because she likes to hang out there sorry yeah yeah that's cool and it's willie may hooks not willie may brown <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so give us a um give us a snapshot of what the what the arcade looks like today in in june 1964 yeah is it daytime or night um, I think it's date. I think it's the evening actually, because I think he would want to go when there wouldn't be a ton of people around. I think it's like a Wednesday night. The arcade's been open for like a couple months, and people are definitely excited about it. I'm thinking this is still the beginning, or I guess it's midsummer because the arcade's been open for a couple months, and you'd probably want to open your boardwalk right at the start of the summer to like have it be an exciting thing. Um, right. So the kids are gone and Willie Mae is kind of cleaning up and doing her general job stuff. And Jake shows up in this hall that's like really just full of skee-ball, right? Like we, we don't want to have anything else, just skee-ball. Maybe there's like one thing of a whack-a-mole, but mostly we're talking skee-ball. Um, and all the machines are really shiny and new and the balls are like still glossy and a couple of them have little dings, but they're not all scuffed up like every skee-ball machine we've ever seen in our lives because presumably every skee-ball machine was built and installed in 1964 or thereabouts. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it's surprisingly empty, but still super lit up from all of the, I don't know, skee-ball marquees and... That's how I'm imagining it. Cool. Wait, what is uh, what is Willie May's job at the arcade again? Um, just general purpose janitor. Um, does a little bit of everything with the cleaning. Okay. So, uh, just for the listeners, as a reminder, Willie May and Jake Brown, uh, who sound like kind of the two main characters in this scene so far, are both touchstones, which means that they are going to kind of be showing us how the uh, what the consequences are uh, around this choice that the town has. And in fact, they get to make um, determinations about how that plays out. But we should we should watch the scene. And then Ruby is if Ruby shows up is playing power. So uh, Ruby is the one who will actually be able to decide eventually once the tick boxes on the crossroad card are filled up, Ruby will be able to decide what the kingdom actually does. Nice. Okay, so we don't have a... Oh, you as perspective would put in what the options are. What the consequences of picking the yes or the no are. The perspective... 
Ooh, maybe I, I might have flipped that just now. Sorry. Uh, yeah, the perspective is looking at the consequences. So, yeah, I flipped it. And then the touchstones. So the two touchstones, Willie Mayhooks and uh, Jake Brown, are going to be showing us what the how the people feel about this this decision about the the possibility of the speculators building a water park at the edge of the clearing so um, they basically then, represent the larger towns feelings. exactly yep yeah. um and they can they can disagree right because there can be multiple um feelings in the town of course it's not like it, yeah. it has to be um monolithic okay sorry yeah. Um, so also, how how do like non-player characters work? So um, at its most basic, Kiefer, since he's setting the scene, would just say like, also this character is here, like the out-of-control sheriff, right? Is one character that we know exists in the town, but none of us are playing him or them, I guess. So Kiefer could say that. And then like, if I'm, since I'm not playing my character, I could say, oh, I can play the, the out-of-control sheriff in this scene. Uh, alternatively, mm -hmm. Kiefer could invent someone, right? Kiefer could invent the owner of the arcade who's in this scene, and then I could I could play them, that kind of thing. Yeah, so it's it's pretty okay. loose, right? We Once someone has been invented, they exist, but yeah. Cool. So I don't have any NPCs in mind for this one. I think mm -hmm. what I'd like to start with is just Jake going to Willie Maine while she's working and bothering her and being like have you heard have you heard about the have you heard about the water park well willie may you're being addressed oh. <laughs> water park what are you talking about and then she turns around and she's like oh mr brown what's going down yeah the yeah, I, you know we've been trying to get more money into this town for a while now it's been like all I could think about, but there, that there's some investors from New York, and they want to build a water park, but they want to do it on the on top of the clearing, like right at the edge of town. And I, I don't know; it doesn't seem right to me. Oh, uh, you know, them folks from up north, you know, they'll do anything to make a quick buck. So don't surprise me; them Yankees are finding their way down here. Um, but what's got you all nervous? I thought this would be right up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> Normally it would be, but I mean, you know, I, the clearing matters to me. It's it's kind of one of the only places in town I have. It's not a very big town, and there's not a lot of places you can go that people don't don't see what you're up to. Yeah, I remember going out there a few times myself when I was a little youngin. Um, not so much no more, but. I certainly do get my kicks watching some of the younger folks sneak out under the lampposts thinking they're making a clean <laughs> break. Yeah, well, those of us with a little bit more to hide are a little bit more careful about the lampposts, I guess. Yeah, you may know a lot about that. I, I, I just don't, I don't know what to do. Like the... It'd be so great to put us on the map, but is it worth it? Well, how far into the process are they? It's just an idea. We gotta, you know, the city council has to vote. The people have to make their voices heard. It's gonna take months, years to get construction started, but, you know, 
the money always greases palms around here. Things can always move a little bit faster if you, uh, uh, hold on a second, Mr. Brown. Um, excuse me, sir. Um, we don't. Uh, the, the owner asks us for our patrons not to place drinks on the um, ski ball machines. Um, we really appreciate it if um, you could take your drink off. Um, Meaning no disrespect, sir. You know, we just like to keep a proper appearance. Sorry about that, Mr. Brown. As you were saying, I think uh, when the other guy shows up, Jake just books it because he doesn't want to even have anybody kind of think that he's there talking about this nice mm. nice i mean i think i think that's a good scene right these scenes do not have to be have to be very long that was good uh gary so your turn to set a scene so um these scenes can also like npcs that you know you can invent out of thin air you can in also invent locations right just because our our respective homes are not listed in the locations list. That doesn't mean one couldn't have a scene set at their home or somewhere else. That's just a, a reminder, right? And even if you have a scene that's very much about your character's personal life, there the undertone is that there's something about the crossroad happening there. So just a, a comment. But it doesn't have to explicitly be about the crossroad every time. Now, we're still working within this first crossroad, though, right? Yep. Um, okay, cool. And Kiefer oh, yeah, what should... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, uh, no, I was going to ask, at what point do we do the like check marks on the cards? Right now, I think. On your turn, yep. So Kiefer... Oh, okay. Because Kiefer is a touchstone, touchstones can decide to place an X in the crisis box, or they can remove a check from the crisis box. There are no checks in the crisis box at the moment, so Keeper could place one there. And then at the end of his turn, touchstones can, or sorry, at the end of anyone's turn, you can place an X on one of the three cards. So touchstones, if they wanted to, could technically check the crisis box twice. Right. Once because of their like touchstone power and then once for the end of their turn. But I'm actually gonna just check the crossroads box cool um and as a touchstone right like it says that my feelings become part of what is happening so i think like the the town is conflicted there are people who are excited about it but there are also people who it's it's just not completely clear whether this is a good thing or not there's divide it's let's say there's different sides there's factions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep all right gary right on so we'll just keep it moving and um maybe have it set 12 hours after the conversation with jake brown at um let's see uh what was the i think it was the shark pit so yeah so we can just do this um right out so the shark pit um willie mays there and i think let's see ruby i could see yeah ruby um is also there and i guess the context would be you know Willie May is not the kind to really involve herself in the 
you know, dealings of the city as it, as it were, but there was something about Jake's worry that causes her to worry in turn. Um, because even though, you know, their relationship has a lot of friction, um, I think they do on some level care about how the other is feeling. So if she feels Jake is at odds with this, then she's thinking about it not only for Jake, but for what it'll do to, you know, folks in her neck of the woods. So she's blowing off some steam and um, playing some pool, but there's nobody to be hustled. Um, or maybe there are people to be hustled. Maybe it's those folks from New York. <laughs> and um, Ruby is there as well. So I guess I just start the scene now or... Yeah, yeah. Just give us a, you know, give us some some descriptors. What does the shark pit look like? Um, you said it's twelve hours later, so that's the morning, right? Um, yeah, it's the early morning. Um, cool. Willie Mays, like you know, fresh out of work. Um, you walk inside the shark pit and you expect a lot of smoke and haze, but the only thing that comes to your nose is the stale, you know, stale cigarettes and like dried up beer. Um, no one's been around to clean the place up yet. The floor is icky sticky and there's like, you know, a few broken lights on the ceiling from bar fights and, you know, shards of glass around the back of the bar, um, leading towards the restroom areas. And um, there's still a few hangers on, but, you know, the place is kind of gearing up for the breakfast rush, um, if there is such a thing there. And um, Ruby May can be seen uh, towards the back of the joint, um, basically just kind of doddering around a pool table, um, wishing some of those city slickers would come over and, you know, get their money's worth. Wait, so is it, is it a 24-hour place? Uh, or yeah. is it just like okay? And are we thinking like four a.m. like right after bar shifts? Uh yeah, so four or five a.m. Yeah. Yeah. So how does how does Ruby enter the enter the scene? What what brings her to the shark pit? Oh yeah, so I I think it's probably just the same as Willie May, like just getting off of work, wanting to relax before going home and starting it all over again. Um, and then we also have the the New York investors in there as well, you said, right? Right. Yeah, the New York investors are in there as well. So I guess we can um, just start it, huh? Yeah, why yeah. not? Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Man, you ever notice how different folks from the actual big cities dress? You know, it's just like their suits look like they're too tiny for them. Like, why don't they, <laughs> you know, wear clothes with a little more bag? You know what I mean? Yeah, it seems uncomfortable. I can't tell if they're uptight or stylish. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe it's some European shit we're not hip to, you know? So what do you think if we challenge these guys to a quick game of pool? Uh, you know, wasn't um that Newman cat in one of those movies about these, um, these pool sharks? <laughs> you know, um, I think we could um, get something out of them. Yeah, I'm down. All right, it's worth a shot. Oh, so how do who do we have playing the investors? I can. I haven't played anyone Yay. yet. 
Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's what I'm feeling. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> let me let me come up with a name for this for this person. Um, just going to start a what's up? I was just going to is it if they're playing doubles, should there be two investors that they're shooting against? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to be my, my double? Sure. All right. Um, my character's name is uh, Ezekiel Wyatt. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ezekiel is, uh, he's about five foot flat. He's got big shoulders. Uh, he might have been a, a boxer at one point, probably like in uh, prep school. And... <laughs> Yeah, so he's he's one of the one of the folks sitting at a table. Who's he sitting with? How old is he? Oh, I'm I'm thinking like mid to late fifties. Cool. Um, I think he's sitting with his nephew, his sister's kid, um, whose name is Elijah Wyatt. No, that wouldn't work if it was his sister's kid. Um, uh, how about Elijah Wild? Yes, yeah, <laughs> but also with a Y. Oh, I love it, and a knee on the end. Yeah, um, who's like twenty three and just sort of kind of getting his feet wet in the world of interstate finance. He was kind of a screw up as a kid, and he's yeah, yeah he's here because Ezekiel's sister was like hey help me out my kids are screwed up <laughs> yeah Make him Word. set them straight um and i i also want to want to posit that like so this seems the shark pit seems kind of like an employee place right this is where the when the bartenders get off work at their their job this is where they go um right. yeah. so the bars have closed most of the bars have closed which is why ezekiel has wound up here um and they're, they probably have like an entourage. There are three or four other just exhausted looking aides who have followed them in here who just like aren't allowed to go home because the big shots have, haven't gone back to their hotel yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Ezekiel and Elijah are hanging out at one of the small tables. Um, Ezekiel doesn't look tired at all he's he's smoking a cigarette and he has a uh, like a glass of cheap whiskey probably all right so want me to go over and try to get them into a game yeah absolutely all right cool all right ruby let's um let's see what these cats are all about and um <laughs> we, we go and um our two gents are at the table and um you know Hey, you two look like you're nursing those drinks real heavy. It's kind of a of a light drink to begin with, ma'am. Oh, uh, you know, looks like y'all broke, beaten, busted. Y'all tired. What y'all in here for? <laughs> I wouldn't exactly say that we were either broke, beat, or busted. What say you, Elijah? Feeling pretty spry. Pretty, uh, you know, pretty lively. Well, if you're so lively, why don't you join us for a game of pool? Pool? I've, I've never really played before. Elijah. Oh. Elijah. Is it hard? 
Elijah, stand up. Come on. Oh, don't worry, Elijah. We got some floaties for you. <laughs> um, uh, Ezekiel laughs at that too, for sure. So what is, uh, let's just kind of uh, abstract a little bit. What does this uh, game look like? How, do, how does it play out? Um, so I get the sense that it's um, Kiefer, you're e Elijah, right? Or Ezekiel? I'm Elijah. You're Elijah. I get the sense that Elijah is actually like an OG pool shark. Who, um, am, am I right or am I? That, totally that's what right? I was going for. Was okay, <laughs> right. Um, you know, I, I feel like basically Elijah and Zeke um, and Ruby and Willie may have a very uh, competitive game. Um, several games where they go even. Um, you know, and. Um, because it's my scene, do I dictate what happens, or can I delegate yeah, that to? Yeah, uh, why not? I mean, we could we could discuss it, but it's your scene, so go for it. Um, all right, I'd say that barely, just barely. Um, Willie Mae and Ruby like edges them out, and basically after like a three out of four or four out of six like series, um, they basically win and. What is on the line is, um, I don't know. What do you think um, they should receive as a victory, uh, Maddie? Not Maddie, uh, Sharon, sorry. <laughs> My You're <bad>. fine. <laughs> um, I mean, I we guess money is always... I know, it's true. Um, I mean, money's good. It could show how much they're willing to just throw around on a casual game of pool because they won't be that bothered by, you know, losing two hundred dollars or something um to these women uh, i don't know should we up the stakes or is money enough i think money is good um i'm also wondering if like they use that money to like sort of you know buy more drinks for them and kind of get them start talking about why they're in town to begin with because I think, oh, yeah. I think they try to like needle that information out of them as they play but yeah. you know these two cats are very tight-lipped um, and no amount of like competitive zeal will sort of get their lips loose you know what I mean yeah but yeah I guess um, yeah after after the drinks um, they're a little more free-willing with details and um, Willie Mae, you know, kind of whispers to Ruby like, oh, like I, you know, ran into somebody at the arcade and they were telling me about the new development and so forth. And, you know, and then that just sort of gets things going. Yeah, definitely. Uh, can we start from there? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. So, Ezekiel... Tell me what brings you boys to town. This is a little off the beaten path for uh, some New York tourists. So I'm I'm kind of imagining Ezekiel being a miniature version of Kingpin from Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> just like bald, bald head, um, always smoking a cigar, like silver suit. Um, and he, he just kind of like looks straight at, at Ruby and says... Uh, Miss Ruby, I haven't been called a boy in a very long time. <laughs> She's gonna like ignore the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. 
road. Um, all right, I'll let Willie May try. <laughs> Hey, it seems like you two still got a lot of pep in your step after those games. Um, how about um, get another drink with um, some of the spoils? Um, you know, and she uh, sort of, I guess, motions like more drinks over out of hammer space and, um, <laughs> you know, uh, slides one over to Elijah and asks the same. So um, it seems like you're uncle here um you know it's real real secretive but um you know what what business do you two yankees have a place like this i mean it's you know houston's so far out what business don't we have in a place like this Uh, now what you mean by that i mean the whole town's open for business right that's what y'all are that's what y'all that's what you say down here that's what y'all are hoping for. Something to something to go something to go big, something to go exciting. We're just just getting our feet wet. Just seeing just seeing seeing which way the wind blows. How do you propose to make our town more exciting? I mean, what wouldn't make your town more exciting? We could uh we could open a movie theater and your town would skyrocket. We could open the first soda jerk stand and your town would be a lot more interesting than it is now. You listening to the shit, Ruby? This is... I'm not sure we need your help. I think we're doing just fine. Yeah, I, I'm sure you feel that way, but it's not, not what we're hearing from City Hall. So where specifically are you looking at, though? Because I feel like most of our spaces are pretty taken up. Where aren't we looking at? <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that, might, that might be seen. Um, the... That was good, yeah. Yeah. So, Gary, at the end of your scene, you can decide. So, Kiefer, it looks like you went ahead and checked a crisis box as well. Yeah, I thought about it. And since I was okay. saying that the town was divided, and then I read about crisis, and it was like, if the town is divided, sure. that might be a sign of crisis. <laughs> right. Um, so, Gary, as a touchstone, you can add another check to crisis, or you can remove the check currently there if you think it, the crisis has gotten a little bit better. And then you can add another check to any of the three boxes. And this is like, I don't know, not to get too meta, but is this like Willie May like channeling through me with the checks or is this me, what I think about the story? It's it's what you think about the story, yeah. Okay. Um, there is a conflict, however slow brewing. Um, is it a crisis? And you you don't have to add that additional check or take one away, right? You can just you could just leave it neutral if that's, that's your, optional. your okay. preference. Yeah, I think because I'm a firebrand, I'm gonna add a check to it anyway. Um, nice. Now remind me, the ones at the top are for what again? Crossroads? Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. that's the crossroad. So once the once the five checks of the crossroad box are filled, we will power will decide what happens and then we will see what the kingdom goes through. Okay, well I'll put an X here too. Cool. Nice. And then um Sharon, since Ruby was in this scene, you also can act uh like as touchstone. Willie May can be like, Yeah, this is like how how Willie May feels or how Gary you feel after that is 
becomes part of how the town feels and then Sharon you can be like yeah because these guys were jerks they all get beaten up outside the back of the bar by like some regulars who are coming in or you can be like they threw some you know you can sit, like the thing you say happens is the thing that happens oh okay so I can just that. am I supposed to do that it's it, just if you think there's something that like if there is some sort of action that you think should happen after yeah, that. Yeah, can we have um can we have Ruby steal one of their wallets while they're not looking? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, why not? Okay. Who who do you take it from? Uh oh god, that's can I crowdsource that? What do you guys think? Um I guess, let's, well, let's do the Ezekiel. Okay. Okay. Cuz you didn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> So is that who we're going for, Ezekiel? Um, yeah. Or is that is that like too much? Is it like would the younger one have more incriminating stuff just on his, like on his person? Well, I said Zeke out of spite, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Actually, let's take the younger one's wallet because he might not notice it as quickly. Uh. So what? what Elijah's wallet. Okay. I will just make a little note of that. All right, so something we forgot to do at the end of the first scene are reactions. So at the end of a scene, any player can briefly narrate how their character reacts to the scene. It must be a direct reaction to what just happened. Each player can make one and use it to do or show one thing. So like I could narrate something that Jim, you know, he hears about this later and he reacts to it, something like that. Um, I'm not going to, but that's an option. Yeah. So you don't have to have been in the scene. You can like... Correct. Yeah. Any okay. player. Cool. Um, and then you, you can also have a reaction to the scene if, uh, if you were in it, of course. Gotcha. Does anybody want to... And actually, Sharon, your thing about the wallet was, uh, I think, is kind of a reaction, right? This, yeah. Like how you react as you steal Elijah's wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Gary or Kiefer, would either of you have a reaction to this? Okay. A reaction to the wallet being to, stolen, right? To the scene you just played out. Yeah, no, I think we're good. All right, so it is my scene. As a reminder, I'm playing a perspective, which means that I get to make predictions about what will happen if the, um, depending on the direction the kingdom goes. So let me think about where I want to set this. As you're thinking, Gary, was there anything like that Willie May thinks or that you think that changes or just like I wrote down after my turn, the town is divided over whether this is the growth that they want. Is there anything like that or just like what the town thinks because of Willie May's interactions? Like, again, these guys are really cool and good and fun to play pool with or these guys <laughs> are jerks or the younger one has an annoying voice or literally anything if, if you want to. Not a necessity, but... The I more guess, we all do, the more it gives us to work with. Yeah, no, I, I guess in that light, um, there's a strong sense of ambivalence um, from the working class people to, you know, it's it's almost like this is the new boss, same as the old boss. It's like, you know, it's just a new set of suits, but they're still doing the same work as the genteel southern one. So they're hesitant, um, but, you know, I think they'll have to see more than just hearsay to you know feel and be affected 
All right. So for Jim's first scene, we haven't seen Jim yet. So we need no. both kind of an, an introduction to him. And Kiefer, do you think that Jim and Jake Brown have ever, I don't think they've ever hooked up, but do you think that they've ever run into each other at the clearing? Yeah, like, that seems reasonable. seen each other. Okay. In, right. Just yeah, like, it's a small town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think I'd like to set my scene in the in the clearing, right? We've described it as there being a parking lot. This is the I think it's it's probably a couple days later after the the scene we just had in the shark pit. And it's evening, so like the sun is down or on its way down, so maybe like eight o'clock. And there's the the parking lot, which is kind of like next to the swamp. We've talked about how this is maybe even like a wildlife preserve a little bit, which would make sense about why there's swampy land here. So Jim parks his car. He gets out and he goes for a walk on uh, these kind of like raised wooden platforms that weave through the, through the swamp. And yeah, he's just kind of getting a little lost. I think that the these wooden platforms go over the like wet marshier spots and then will turn back into trail uh, when it gets a little bit drier and the farther along you go you know the less there are of these developed walkways so yeah he walks for maybe 25 30 minutes and i think yeah jake is is in this th- scene but yeah if it's okay with you keeper what i'd like to do is have someone play the out-of-control sheriff. Maybe Gary, if that's okay with you. Ooh, you shouldn't have asked me. <laughs> <laughs> so so what I'm, what I'm thinking is that Jim is on a walk and uh, the out-of-control sheriff, who we should name at this point, um, since he's going to be in a scene. God, um, uh, uh, shit. Gary's got it. Um, Gary's ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Bull Connor, but that exists. Um, give me like a. I was gonna say Boss Hog, but same problem. Yeah. Um, what's like the most like aggressively masculine, like you know, Southern white Trent. male? Nah, Trent's too like Jeff Buckley for me. Um, Travis. No, like old school. I knew someone named Wit who was from Mississippi. Wit's not bad. It was like short for Whitney. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Whitney. Um, I was gonna say Demodome. Um, Whitney. Whitney Dimsdale. No. Oh, what about Travis as a last name? Whitney Travis. Sheriff Travis. I can dig that. Whitney Travis. Yeah. Nice. Cool. All right. Um. Yeah. So Jim's gonna be on a walk, and if it's okay with you, Kiefer, I think Jake is is in the scene, but. At least for now, we kind of, we only see him um, kind of in the background, right? We know that he is walking the same trails and he's going to see whatever this interaction is that's about to happen, but whether or not he steps into it is going to be kind of up to him. Yeah, I kind of imagine Jake is, yeah, I, I, I imagine Jake is mostly trying to only interact with tourists, not like people in the town as much as possible and kind of having like one spot where he stays and mostly just watches and like pokes his head out every once in a while if he sees something that's interesting to him or someone that's interesting to him so that 
Oh, he's going to have all the good gossip if he's like hiding and just observing. Awesome. Yeah, that that actually yeah. is something something good for us to to think about. Like Jake probably does have a line on a lot of the talk in the town. Um okay, so what time of day is this set real quick? Uh like at like 8 p.m. the sun is is on its way down. Gotcha. And I think that Jake has kind of come to a pause on one of these wooden walkways and is just leaning with his forearms on the on the railing, looking out over a particularly like wet, uh, almost like a small lake part of the swamp. Right on. Uh, and he's he's just thinking. I think he's he's looking in the direction he came from, knowing that that's kind of the parking lot and the the acres of swamp he's already walked through might be exposed to development soon. Okay. Doesn't really know how he feels about it yet. He's just thinking. How does uh, Sheriff Travis enter the scene? Um, so Sheriff is, you know, he calls himself making his rounds and, um, you know, just getting a sense of it all. So I guess I'll just uh, start us off. Say, boy! Um, I feel like this is a Chappelle show skit Um, What I see you looking out here All sad eyed for Don't you know what's gonna happen to all this Grime and muck Uh, What Let me ask real quick What is Jim's history with Sheriff Travis They've they've almost certainly met right Because it's a small town Oh yeah no Sheriff Travis and his men Have made patrols around Jim's part of town um, you know, many, many, many times. Yeah, I, I guess it was. I didn't know if he would, if Jim would, would just call him sheriff, or wouldn't would be comfortable enough to. Definitely sheriff, and despite like I guess the hamminess I'm playing him as, he's like really racist, like out of control sheriff, but he isn't gonna just like shoot you on plain sight unless he's like in full uniform. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. God. Evening, Sheriff. I uh, was just out here taking a walk, and yeah, you're right. I've been I've been thinking about the the proposed water park a, a bit lately. You uh you you in favor of it? I take it. Oh, ain't it just great? You know, hundred years of this town being settled and established, and finally it feels like we're gonna really step into the 20th century. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 Sheriff. I sure do. 20th century and all that just just turn around and you know he's sort of like in that really like you know sort of assertive way like places um like a pat on um his shoulder and like motions him to turn back around at the water and goes like you know the buzz light ear uh woody meme you know just things everywhere it's kind of like you see all this spanish moss and all these sloping trees boy you know, just think about it. In a few years' time, it's going to be filled with all types of mortar and construction and just even more water than you and I could ever dream of. I uh, I can dream of a lot of water, Sheriff. Ah, uh, but you don't sound too excited. Like, what's, what's holding you up, chum? Oh, you know, it's, uh, it's just been a, a long few days at school. That's all. School? What you talking about school? They let y'all go to school now? Okay. Uh, they even let some of us teach. Oh, what's, uh, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, once that old uh, Kennedy got in the office, you know, 
I knew things was going to change. I, I was telling some of the boys down at the uh, sheriff's office now, like, you know, we got to be, we got to be nicer and uh, what they call liberal um, around these parts because, you know, we want to put on a good face for the rest of the country, especially for these Yankees. Yeah, yeah, for the, uh, for these Yankees. I think you're on to something there, Sheriff. I, uh, I should probably be getting back, though. All right. Have a, have a good rest of your rounds. All right, you too, now. I don't want to catch you in no trouble, now. Nah, I'm just kidding. You was always one of the good ones. Thanks, Sheriff. I, uh, I'm trying. <laughs> um, and when he, uh, when Jim turns around, does he see Jake just out of the corner of his eye, Keeper? I don't think the Sheriff needs to see Jake. I don't think that. No, no, no. I'm talking about Jim. Oh, yeah, Jim. Totally. Okay. Yeah. So, so Jim turns around and he just kind of sees sees jake standing there watching and doesn't acknowledge him or anything but just kind of continues on all right so for my perspective i get to decide what's going to happen whether we approve the water park or reject it i think that if we approve the water park then i want to i want to make it something to do with sheriff travis if anybody has any thoughts like he's the one who makes the case for it in city council or like something no 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 like uh like if if we approve the plan for the water park then hmm no i'm not sure i mean you could be being blackmailed by the uh speculator guys yeah but these these aren't things i can really introduce right those are those are things that the that like if someone made a scene about it or or if a power character wanted to introduce them me, I am just kind of looking at the future. If we approve the water park, Sheriff Travis will get, like, hired to run security. If we approve the water park, Sheriff Travis will become elected or will get elected mayor. Yeah. That's good. I, there's, there's, there's some political ambitions with it, yeah. If yes, we approve the water park. Mayor thing's good. Yeah, I, I think that's the one I'm going with. Sheriff Travis will, uh, how about, I'm not going to say he'll become mayor, but I'll say that he will run for mayor because that could, that could be a whole, whole issue in its own right. So any reactions to this scene? Um, I'll, I'll have a little reaction, which is just, we see Jim get home to his apartment and he throws his, his car keys into a bowl on the table and walks into the bathroom and turns on the shower. That'll be That'll be my reaction. It's kind of a mood piece. I think Jake's reaction is going to be, we'll see Jake. He's pulling up to, or he's at the sheriff's office waiting for a meeting with Travis. Not Travers, sorry. Is there going to be a reaction from Willie Mae Hooks? Well, you know, again, this is one of those things that would be out of, my I guess she would be worried now about well if there's going to be a water park there's going to be other forms of speculation in other parts of the town too I mean you know there's hotels there's a whole cottage industry that needs to be built up around this thing and where else are they going to put these nice hotels and you know motels and whatnot they're going to eventually start mowing down you know streets in the black communities and you know also corresponds with the rise of the interstate system and all those nice things um so i don't know if her thoughts are that sophisticated on it but you know she definitely feels like you know 
winds are bringing change and it's not necessarily a good one. Great. Love it. And I am going to check another box on our crossroad card. And then it is Ruby. Oh, gosh. Um, sorry, I was going to do clearing, too, and then I didn't think of a, of a second one. So, I mean, uh, we can we can totally go back to the clearing. Okay. So, we sorry, just to, like, recap. So, we've left it where we've seen Sheriff Whitney Travis start to be power-hungry. He knows that Jim is likely part of the small gay community because he saw him in the clearing, and I assume he vaguely knows. May, may, what maybe, not, maybe, not, not necessarily. He could, he could be way too um, out of touch to realize that, or he, he might know. You know, that's that's up to us, but I don't think it's been determined yet. Okay, and what like. What are our thoughts on introducing supernatural elements at this point? Is it like, do we think it's too soon? Should we slowly build up to that? I mean, I think we should do it. Like, I think if you have an idea, let's fucking roll with it. Okay. Can I just like spitball an idea and then like see if we should roll with this or something else? Do it. Okay. So um, I was thinking of like having some kind of... Because, you know, in the in the next game, there's supposed to be demons, but having some of those, like, live in the swampy area. So if we could start to have people, like, if there's a rumor that, like, oh, the swamp is haunted, but, like, nobody has really ever seen anything. But if the people start building on that land, like, it might be an instigator for them to come out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so how to make a scene of that. Because they're not building at this point. Um, I guess we could... Da, 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 da. We could set it in the jazz club um, and put the speculators both back in there so that somebody can, like, tell them that, like, the town legend is that the swamp where they're trying to build is haunted. Sure. Um, can I can I pause real quick and just ask... Because the way we, we left off at the end of last session was that the club was not necessarily a jazz club yet like we hadn't we hadn't fully determined that whether like it was a a funk club or some other kind of club well we knew they had a house band yeah yeah they've got a house band called the prophets and that's all we know at the moment so whether or not it is a jazz club yet is also a determination that we can make right now i mean i i lean toward the some kind of a jazz element just because i can't think of another club that has a house band i don't know what do you guys think yeah um i guess because it's um have you ever listened to zydeco music oh yeah yeah yeah, like the louisiana stuff yeah so it's also real big in southeast texas and um you know it'd be some kind of like jazz zydeco r&b you know something of the times i like that so i don't know what what does that mean for the vibe of the of the club? It's, more people are dancing. Yeah, more people are dancing. I imagine, yeah, people are dancing. I imagine there's definitely a tension that'll come up later with the uh, musical direction. Um, you know, do we want to go in a polished jazz direction? Do we want to do disco? But yeah, I think jazz is good for now. Or Zydeco for now or jazz? Oh, uh, Zydeco, jazz, both. Uh, whatever, okay. whatever gets people dancing, you know? Okay, so looks-wise of this place, um, are we thinking like 
an outdoor area or just like fully enclosed? I mean, I know it could like change the way it looks in the future if we're jumping ahead mm -hmm. years. Well, yeah. So since we will be jumping ahead in the future, why don't you you just give us what you think? You are because you are both a power and you're setting the scene. So what you say is true. Okay. I think the only reason why I'm thinking outdoors is because the only place that I know, like, that I've seen do Zydeco have, like, an outdoor patio where it would happen, but, like, that might be too much. Why? So Why would it be too much? I don't know. It's all, <laughs> like, we don't have, like, an effects or, or a set budget, so <laughs> do what you want. I think an outdoor patio is great, personally. Oh, like, okay. So we could have the indoor part of the bar, and then also, like... Does the dancing happen on the outdoor patio, or what do we think? I think it probably gets yeah. ruckus, right? It probably starts one place and then overflows into the other one. And they always have to, like, repair the patio because there's so many people dancing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, patio with, like, the extra dance floor zone. Okay, so people in the scene, we have maybe just Elijah, since he was the younger one. Sure. And I also want Jim in there, and I don't know. I mean, I guess you could play two characters. We also put Ezekiel, or is that too much? It's not. It's not too much. I like the idea of Elijah being there and not Ezekiel. Like okay, so we'll do Elijah. We'll do. Uh, I mean, why don't we just do everyone? Why don't we have like Elijah, Jim, Ruby, and Willie May? And it can be like a Friday night, so it's like when everyone's going out um ruby's working at the bar because she works there jim does do jim and willie may know each other yeah 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 she was a sister figure yeah yep okay so willie may and jim can be hanging out because they know each other um ruby's behind the bar because she's working and elijah is there because he's young and wants to see what people in this town do on a friday night and there's the zydeco band and <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to what else do we need for a scene <laughs> that's that's good I mean just just kick us off like what's happening okay so we can have Elijah and Willie Mae and Jim at the bar ordering drinks uh from Ruby and Jimmy or Jim sorry Jimmy's a friend of mine no no <laughs> uh Ruby definitely calls him Jimmy and she's the only one who does that <laughs> that's amazing yes okay so jimmy um oh that's right because they dated in high school perfect yeah um <laughs> so uh jimmy and willie may are at the bar they're buying drinks elijah kind of saunters up because he's just arrived and he's ordering a drink so um ruby's kind of like listening in on the conversation so that she can jump in later um but we should probably start with like Willie Mae because she recognizes Elijah striking up a conversation with him trying to kind of figure out more now that yeah. he doesn't have his uncle with him I mean yeah we'll see we'll see what Willie Mae does okay so yeah if uh I can just start with the actual role playing um yeah. I think that uh Jim gives Willie Mae a hug on first seeing her uh can I can I get you something to to drink, Willie Mae? Oh shit! Since you ask him, um, yeah, just get me. Um, I'm just gonna pick the most obscene drink, like uh, <laughs> orange juice and uh, rum. 
I, I, I know you like your OJ and rum. I, I got you covered. Oh, uh, God. Uh, thank and you, sugar. Jim will, will start trying to flag down Ruby. Okay, so Ruby notices. Um, I guess since she knows them all, she can just be like, an, like. So I assume it's a, a orange juice and and rum for Willie May, huh? Damn, how she how she know that? <laughs> it's a uh, she's she's got a a touch. Willie May, she's got a touch. <laughs> Jimmy, what can I get for you? I'll just take a you know bartender's choice tonight. Okay, um, so I can make him. A sex on the beach. I don't even know what's in that, but let's go with that. Sure. I don't even know if it had been invented yet, but oh, it does not right. matter. Okay. <laughs> Something like red and with cherries in it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what I a sex on the beach is. Sure. Well, I, I, yeah. see, okay. I see you like to live life on the edge, uh, getting the bartender's <laughs> choice. You never know what's in those things, you know? <laughs> no, I, I, I trust Ruby. We go way back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Ruby can notice Elijah, like, down at the other end of the bar, and before she goes over to serve him, asks Jim and Willie Mae, just like, hey, have you guys heard about all of this? I mean, Willie Mae was with me, so she knows. Um, but Jimmy, have you heard about all this prospecting that's going on? That guy over there is one of the, one of the, uh, money guys. Jim Jim puts an elbow on the on the stick and kind of leans over and looks toward toward Elijah. He is, is he? I uh yeah, I've I've heard a, a little bit about it. Maybe after I serve him, we can try and get a little more information on this guy cuz uh, I'm a little curious about what's going on in this town. Maybe maybe I'll let you do that. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> Ruby sort of, rather than going to Elijah, actually flags him to come over and join them at the other end of the bar. I'm assuming it's like fairly empty right now. Let's say it's like not peak party time, but like a little beforehand. So uh, yes, I am flagging over Elijah, um, just being like, hey, come join us over here. Hey, uh, nice to see y'all again. Good to see you too. It is y'all, right? You never, you never really answered me on the y'all thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, y'all is fine. All right, where I come from, we'd say use guys. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dead. I'm dead, keeper. So, uh, this is a Friday night. This is a Friday night in the livery, huh? This isn't. This isn't so bad. Were you th- Were you thinking it'd be subpar? I was thinking that uh, I'm in a small town in South Texas, and I grew up in New York City. <laughs> I don't. I don't exactly think anything is going to be up to my par. So, Elijah, let me, let me ask you something. There's a, a little bit of a rumor going around that you guys are looking at the swamp as your as your building spot. Is that true? Uh, one of them, yeah. I mean, look, there's a lot of... Like I, like I said, it's a nice Friday night. You got a nice spot here. Bartender's pretty. The drinks are strong. But there's a lot of nothing in this town. There's a lot of spots we're looking to build. Well... I don't know that you should go for the swamp. That place is kind of haunted. Like, with what? Nobody really knows. There's just, for years and years, as long as, as long as delivery has been a town, there's been something strange about that swamp. I, I don't know that you want to build there. I, you know, in my experience, which is 
vast and very impressive. Um, a, a 23. <laughs> look, I've been doing this for a while. Um, there's not really any better way to get rid of uh, ghosts than to bury them a little bit deeper. So I figure we pay over the swamp and we'll be fine. See, that's the problem hey, with Willie. You... Oh, you read my mind. Yeah, well, you know, that's the problem with you city slickers is that y'all ain't got no faith, you know? It's like, it, it just seems like the word of the spirit just, just missed your ears. Um, if you knew anything about ghosts, you know that a ghost will make itself present no matter how deep you try to bury it. Hey, Willie, didn't you, uh, didn't you see lights out there one time? These, like, weird, weird green lights or something? Oh yeah, super weird. It was like, you know, plan C from outer space or it was just some weird stuff going on. And um, you know, it happened twice. The first time it turned out to be just a bunch of car lights. But the second time the second time is what you gotta watch out for. Look, I I see a lot of green out there too, if you know what I mean, and I'm not I, I'm just not too worried about your little small town ghosts. I mean See, that's the attitude of someone that's going but to get I appreciate, haunted. But I appreciate the warning. I, I hear you looking out. You know one way to keep your, yourself from being possessed, huh? No. You need a 10-gallon hat. <laughs> I think that, that has to be seen, right? <laughs> that has to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> Smash cut to Elijah sitting, walking into his office <laughs> the next day with a 10-gallon hat on and Ezekiel just shaking uh-huh. his head. <laughs> Hey, you never know what I found out here, you guys. <laughs> so, Sharon, now you get to add an, a uh, check to one of the boxes. Oh, yeah. I feel like that ticks a, a crisis box, no? It's up to you entirely. Let's, let's do a, a crisis guy. And any reactions to this? I mean, we got a reaction for Elijah, which I liked. Like reaction is like an emotional reaction, or is in like a, an actual action. A reaction is is I can read a uh, description of it here. Any player can briefly narrate how their character reacts to the scene. It must be a direct reaction to what just happened. Each player can make one and use it to do or show one thing. So it's just it's a quick little vignette that shows your character reacting to the events of this scene we just played out. Oh yeah. Oh, so since I still have his wallet, let's just say that like the small vignette is that Elijah gets drunk and like walks away and Ruby like is still flipping through his wallet because she never gave it back and he didn't notice. <laughs> I love it. I dig it. Um, just another thing. I'm just looking at the rules for power. Um, mm-hmm. Sharon, you can also, because you are power, you can just, you can just describe anything. You can make the kingdom do something to another character but you can also give orders that are only carried out if the crossroad result you specify is chosen. So you could be like, if the water park isn't built, then everybody, I don't know, does a thing. If the water park is built, then yeah, you just have options. You can you can make the kingdom make decisions. I thought, we, I thought the perspective was the one who does the like, if, then. Right, so like, what it would be is you can say this thing does happen in that the kingdom will do it. So you could say, and you can have them be conflicting too. So you could be like, if the kingdom votes to, uh, appro- if the kingdom approves the water park, then 
the they'll vote that out the current mayor or they'll like love the current mayor or something like that like so it can stand next to it oh, but it's more like an, it's an if then i guess okay okay um are we're not at are we at the point where the town would be voting or no no but you can say you can say i'm like ahead of time I, if i guess yeah because it's will the town approve the speculators water park so that is a thing that will happen um at the at when we reach this crossroads so yeah um i mean i like the idea that if the town approves it then there can be you know because the town is conflicted about it there can be some backlash the current mayor doesn't get reelected, and that opens it up for the sheriff to run his campaign yeah i think that's cool i just want to make sure that we all like use our roles because that's how we can really make sure the game moves forward and things happen yeah okay so yeah let's let's say if if they do approve the water park then the shower or the mayor gets the shower oh my god oh it's been a day um then the mayor gets voted out for the next term cool all right what else needs to happen at the end of scene i put the thing on the crisis if there are any other reactions i don't think jim is going to give one okay do we want a reaction from jake brown or from willie may hooks uh i was gonna say maybe I want to change, do my reaction as Jake changing roles, but I think I can wait until the next scene that I'm going to set up. So I think the reaction is just the next morning after you see Elijah walk in with his 10 gallon hat, you see Jake, or when he walks in, you see Jake in the waiting room. Nothing substantial, like no substantial reactions um, for me right now. Cool. Which means it is Jake Brown again. Cool. So I think that what we're going to have now is the community meeting where the whole everyone in town is discussing the proposal. Because, I mean, I think probably actually in whatever year this is, 1964, they would have just decided, but we're going to have a very democratic small town so that we can talk about it all together. (laughs) And it's the city council with everybody, all the voters... All, everybody who wanted to show up and they're just straight up saying like asking what they think about it and so it's everybody i assume wait am i jumping the gun and is this literally how you resolve the crossroads though isn't this is this maybe just how you resolve a crossroads is everybody comes together and talks about what happens basically yeah like we okay. we could have yeah cuz this this scene would be tough right because if this is the vote where people are going to decide, then we still have two more scenes at least to go before we actually determine whether or not um, the town will right. approve it. So like if we, if we played through this scene, we would get another checkbox and then, but there would be something in the air that might make this vote uh, uncertain, right? Got it. Through the next few scenes. Um, so how about instead it's like a meeting of the business community in town, um, and it's happening at, like, maybe it's happening at Shay J at the restaurant there, and so it's definitely 
John of Honest John's. It's definitely Jake. Maybe it's Ruby as representative for the rogue, or it could be somebody else who owns the rogue if we have a person. And then I think Jim could be there as like a support person for Honest John. Yeah, I think either having Ruby or Jim there makes the most sense as far as uh, PCs and then any other NPCs who run any other businesses in town that we want are totally welcome. Wait, so is it like an informal gathering? I think I missed something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for, for Jim to be there for sure. It's sort of like the, what's there's a word for it that there's a thing that people have that I can't think of. But... Like a chamber of commerce? There it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so a Chamber of Commerce meeting at uh, Shade J. Yep. Yeah, cool. No, you can't get rid of the first the. It has to be the, the livery Chamber of Commerce. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kiefer. It does. All right, so. <laughs> That's very important to me. What does Shade J look like? Give us the interior of it. I think it's a little bit too fancy to be right next to the, like, to be as close to the beach as it is, mm. but, like, not fancy enough for what it's trying to be. So it's, like, leather booths or, like, pleather booths that are, like, dark color, maroony, sort of, like, classic New York Italian joint style, but... Mm also a little bit shabby looking and the menu skews very seafoody southern but the bar is all like very classic cocktails and they don't even sell beer so it's sort of like not really sure who it's appealing to mm -hmm. but people still show up because it's the quote nice restaurant in town <laughs> nice and it's dark inside Cool. Do they have like pretensions to like a nice French restaurant? Is that like the vibe they're going for, but failing at? I think they have pretensions more to like a nice American steak and seafood place. Cool. Okay. okay. Like red sauce Italian and prime rib. And can I can we get a quick rundown again, real quick of of who's here? So Jake's here, Ruby's here, Jim is here, and Jim's uncle Honest John. Yeah, and then if somebody, we probably also the owners and operators of shay j right you're right and if 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 they become important we can have somebody jump in to play them do right. we need someone from the arcade or no mm, i i think i think the association we have is probably good but i can play honest play. john okay. since he seems like the most or unless okay. you were gonna somebody else is gonna play him he seems like the most important npc here yeah take yeah. him cool uh all right kick us off Kiefer. Yeah, so uh, thanks everybody for coming. I We've all been talking about it. It's been kind of the news around town for a while now, but I just thought it was about time that we as a business community talked about what we think about this potential water park. I mean, you know, water park, schmarter, schmarter park, kind of, but <laughs> it sounds like if they do that, they're going to probably want to sink a lot more money into this town, and that could be just what we need. The boardwalk's nice, but... What a what a step up, you know. Yeah, I don't. That, they seem a little pushy, if you know what I mean. Uh, like I'm not sure that they would 
have any qualms about knocking over our existing businesses. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that if you run a bad business, it could get knocked over, but like that's that's capitalism, you know? Like that's how that's how this works. I think these I think these northern folks just uh they probably think we're all bad businesses compared to New York. Yeah, that's how they think. Um even if you do honest and do good by your people, you know, it may not be good enough for some folks. Yeah. What do we do? I mean, John, uh, don't you don't you think that if there was a new park bringing in lots of new tourists, the uh, shop could, could really use an influx of new blood? Yeah, new blood and new money, but, you know, as they say, not all new money is good money. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, but, I mean, do we have other money? Somebody else going to start spreading it around? Like, if you, if you, if you know some investors who want to help us be more than just a backwater stop on people's delivery route, then I'm all for it. But this seems like our shot. I feel like we should take it. Who's we? It's a business community. We're the ones who, like, keep this town going. Yeah. I mean, you do have a point. We really don't have much money for development development among our existing population what do you think about this jim just saying anybody can build a boardwalk but a water park is something special and that's just just the next step you know i yeah john i don't know i you know i i've I've spent a few years out in austin getting my degree and i think it could be really good if we uh if we had some some folks coming from outside, I think I think this town gets too gets too isolated, gets too insular sometimes. I know what you mean, boy. It's you know you can hear yourself think all too well because there ain't nothing else going on out here, and you know maybe everybody else is on to something too. But you know, is what's good for a city good for its people? Guess we'll have to find out. Either way, I think we should... Call that scene. Yeah, 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 do it. Sorry, Sharon. No, I was just going to say either way, we should keep an eye on them, but yes. Yeah, as touchstone there, that's very much like a... This is at least the business community, the people of... Part of the people of the livery are on board with this. Right. So I'm going to make a prediction, which is... um, if if the community rejects the proposal, we will face a financial crisis. Oh, good. Um, and I'm not going to mark crisis this time through. Okay. And so we've come... Well, actually, reactions. We should have reactions first. I think the family, Honest John... Jim brings John around and... I guess John and Willie Mae are also, you know, tight. They're probably of the same generation or, you know, maybe John's mm-hmm. a little bit older. Uh, John is a little bit older. And, you know, I guess Willie Mae is much more hesitant about it than John is. Um, and, you know, she's 
she's wondering if there's something that, you know, potentially she or the others could do to, you know, make this work for them instead of it just being another deal that the white folks sign and the money circulates amongst themselves. But right now it just seems like she's powerless, but, you know, very, very, very cautiously optimistic, but not really. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm going to, my reaction is going to be, can I, can my reaction be changing roles? Does that count as a reaction? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's that. You can just change your role now. Yeah. Cool. So uh, yeah, um, I'm going to, Jake is going to become a power. Cool. I, I should point this out when you change your role, uh, and maybe I should pull, pull up the rules for it. So I don't forget anything. I have it. I have it up. Um, awesome. You have to show your change, declare your changing, role play or narrate the change in your character, show us how you are taking on your new role and losing your old one. If you cannot describe how the new role fits your character, you cannot take it. And two, pay a price to describe something you lost or leave behind because of the change other than the role itself. Do you have regrets? Perfect. Do yeah. those you care yes. about disapprove? If you need ideas, look at your issue or ask other players for suggestions. So I think what's going to happen or what happens is we just see as like the days pass that Jake is being a little bit less of a stand behind your till guy and like checking people out and chatting and hearing what's going on and a little bit more just spending time in the back office, getting things together, doing work, making orders, even hire somebody new to handle the register for him because he just doesn't have the time for it. And he's just giving up that connection with the community that he's had for so long and accepting that if he's going to get what he wants, he can't really, maybe he can't be as much a part of the community and he has to put what he wants for the community over connecting with the community, if that makes sense. Like he has to believe that he knows best regardless. That makes sense to me. All right. Uh, And for Jim's reaction to this scene, um, I think Jim is in Tommy Joe's uh, general store because we haven't actually seen that yet and jim he is he kind of like wanders through the aisles a little bit a little aimlessly i think because he's he's pensive about the whole thing and finally he picks up a uh, one of those cylindrical bottles of salt and sets it on the counter and purchases it uh do we want to get anything from ruby um I don't have anything in particular. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Just as a little recap for the listeners so they know what we've got. Nobody has checked the time passes card yet. We've got three checks on the crisis card uh, with two more boxes left in crisis before we reach a crisis. And then the crossroads card has one box left before we have to determine what happens to the current crossroads. If the kingdom approves the water park, we know that Sheriff Travis will run for mayor. And (laughs) uh, the current mayor will not be reelected. If the crossroad is rejected, if we do not approve the speculators water park, then we will be facing a financial crisis. So Willie Mae Hooks, give us our next scene. Um, let's see. So where have we not been yet? That's a, that's a good way to think about it. All right. So, uh, because we, um, we've, we've done, we haven't done the school yet. And I think one really insidious way for good PR on behalf of the prospectors would be to like bring it to the kids and, um, you know, sort of have 
the New Yorkers come to the school and give a presentation about like water parks and like why a water park would be like such a phenomenal thing for you know this sleepy southern town um it's got all the shit you ever want stuff you ever want um we can't curse on here right no go for it you can totally curse um yeah all the stuff you'll ever need i mean it's like water it's fun it's sun it's uh summer prospects for broke high school students um wanting to make a buck um a lot of stuff going on and um i would even go as far as to say that the business community is mostly behind it at this point um including the owner of the boardwalk right right yeah mm-hmm. who is willie may hooks's employer so you know maybe like the boardwalk and these prospectors are doing this joint presentation and they have willie may hooks like set things up at the high school um which allows her to be in the scene um you know along with you know i guess um our good friends uh zeke and elijah or just elijah um so it'd be elijah willie may and jim um since jim is a um you know teacher at the school we can, you know, also um, for uh, Sharon, do you have any like NPC or, you know, do you see Ruby also? Uh, you know, or Ruby? Not that I can think of. I'm fine just like observing. It's cool. Okay, cool. Sharon could also take over as Ezekiel since Noah's being Jim in this. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. All right, so. I guess I'll just start us off. Um, So Willie Mae Hooks is, you know, kind of, you know, setting some things up. Um, We see students trickling into the gymnasium. Um, It kind of looks like one of those really bad, but also just really kitschy, like, science fair posters um with like the cheap glitter and the sort of like tacky like you know borders and all that and it's you know very you know very like a cheap attempt at pandering um because you know these kids are going to be on board with it um but they have to make it look at least somewhat professional so willie may hooks is setting up the tables and you know there's some kids already like kind of coming through and I think, not to totally God mode, but Jim's class would also be in on this. Um, so I see Willie Mae, um, you know, sees Jim, and I guess she'll go something like, oh, man, these cats from up north are definitely trying to put the squeeze on us, huh? It does seem like they've got some uh, some plans set in order. Man, but you never think they'd go this this low, huh? This is you know this is almost some real cheap uh, opportunism right here. That's true, but that doesn't mean I I wouldn't not expect it of them. Yeah, you know, it's, everything is just happening so fast. You know, it just seemed like a few weeks ago, you know, everything was just moving at its own pace. But you know, now we got these two suits from Yonkers up here, and they just. You know, throwing it into the tornado. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm afraid we may we may have a tornado if the uh, construction goes forward. Tornado of of 
new investors and new folks and but i don't know maybe that's good maybe it's good mm. yeah i guess that could be the end of that particular part of the scene um and then maybe we can have um ezekiel and elijah actually, what's up oh i i was just gonna say like if so folks are kind of like milling around right looking at these different presentations right yeah i was thinking that that jim if he sees elijah since he's met elijah before might go over to uh to ask him a quick question oh yeah go for it where where is elijah kind of positioned Kiefer? Uh, i muted myself because of sour patch kids um, <laughs> <laughs> it's eleven twenty-four a.m here i'm an adult uh <laughs> bailey's out of town the uh i think he's kind of up front because i imagine or yeah i imagine he did like a little bit of an intro presentation and now is like kind of staying near the front but also circulating a little bit and like you know if we're talking science fair there's like three rows right like the right. Each side of the gym in the center and he's yep. kind of floating back and forth between the three so as people get to the front of a line and head down to the next one they can ask him questions and hang mm -hmm. out so so Jim kind of reaches the the front of one of these lines and he he shakes Elijah's hand M Mr. Wild it's it's good to see you again. Yeah, always a always good to see part of the community. How do you like the display? Uh it's it's good. I I just have a, a few questions for you. If if you're so intent on making this a a place that you know the, the local community can go and enjoy just as much as, as anybody else, which I appreciate. Uh, don't get me wrong. I appreciate that. But it does seem like some of these, these rides might be a little dangerous. What, what kind of, and then of course, building, building in the swamp, uh, building on water, isn't something folks normally pleased about. What, what kind of uh, safety procedures have, have you and, and Mr. Wyatt been thinking about? Well, we're going to have lifeguards. Just, you know, make sure okay. that nobody can uh, just keep people safe. It's, and, like, they say we're building on the swamp, but we're building in the swamp, right? Like, we're building in a water park. you got to have water. So we'll just get some good filtration <laughs> systems in there. We'll make sure that, like, everybody's safe from crocodiles or daters or whatever you all have down here. And, yeah, it'll and be lights. fine. Don't forget the lights, lights? Mr. Wild. Like... So people can go down water slides at night? I mean, maybe we could have like a teens night thing so that kids could stay up a little bit later if they're grown. Or maybe even for we'll set up like a nice a literal tunnel of love. No, nah, Jim. Is that, is that what you're talking about? No, nah, Jim. You see, let me let me just, Jim, they don't get it. We, we, we tried to, you know, John, you know, John tried to warn them, you know, the other folks around town have tried to warn them why this might not be the best idea. If they don't get it by now, then you know what we got to do, Jim? You, you, you know what? You know what's going to have to happen? Tell me, Willie, man. We're just going to have to, you know, take him at his word. And, um, you know, I, I, these, these cats are, you know, they ain't like us. I mean, you know, they don't look like us. They don't sound like us. They ain't from where we're from. But... They're hell-bent on making this happen, and who are we to get in their way? If they want to see the lights for themselves, then God damn it, let's let them see those motherfucking lights. <laughs> once well, you see, once you see the structures, I promise you're all going to see the light. 
Uh, I, I, yeah. uh, J- Jim has kind of like brushed Elijah off a little bit and has just kind of turned a shoulder to him. Uh, w- Willie May, this is this is the high school I work at. Uh, language, please. Oh, you know I, ain't, <laughs> you know school business is foreign as Latin to me, but I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> uh, is that scene, or did you want to hit something else? I think um, Sharon and Kiefer should tell us um, exactly how they do with their presentation to the kids. Like, what was the environment? What was the not environment? What was the atmosphere? The attitude? Um, are the kids excited about this? Are you know they a little bit hesitant? Like, um, you know, and how well do um, our two guys come off um, to the student body? I imagine the kids would be like stoked about it because <laughs> like they can get lifeguard jobs they can go play at the park right yeah i mean i part of me feels like this has to be on you a little bit gary because <laughs> you are the touchstone so right. like what the kids think is literally your like what you think people think is what people think right um, Sharon could also change her role if she wanted to and switch to Touchstone if you don't want to be a power. Don't do not do it, Sharon. Don't let Kiefer be the only power. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'll stay power. Well, all right, yeah, I just wanted to, I, yeah, I guess get some character stuff from y'all. Um, yeah, I think the kids also took it really well. I mean, you know, they don't give a shit about the, you know, socioeconomic, spiritual impacts of this stuff. They just want to, you know slide down the water slide and um you know have good laughs um yeah i think everybody's on board um willie may is also on board only because she wants to see elijah totally freak out when a ghost taps him on his shoulder yeah i I think um everybody's with it cool so as a touchstone are you going to add another x to the crisis remove one or leave it be for now you know what we've been adding i am actually going to remove one um because we we, you know we've been doing a lot of adding but we gotta you know you gotta do some subtracting here y'all um you know let's take some shit out um how do i do that uh i just did it okay cool i just did it for you and do i still put an x on the top so now so that was your power as a touchstone now you can add an x wherever you want so you could add one right back to crisis or you could put it in time passes or into crossroads and if the crossroad is filled out we'd have to decide um what we're going to so yeah there's one empty spot left if crossroads gets filled out then we uh resolve the crossroad and there's like a series of steps that we go through and we just follow those steps to see what happens i think narratively we're in a good spot to decide what we want to do so um yeah let's go ahead cool nice all right i am on page 60 of the pdf for resolve crossroad um actually we should do reactions first let's let's finish the scene out by getting our reactions in um i actually added something to the crossroad as we were finishing it since i'm a perspective i was adding one more perspective if we approve the water park i said that high schoolers will die because um it might be because of safety issues with the park uh or it might be because of other reasons but that's something that will happen if if it's approved there will be high schoolers who are killed 
And I think Jim, uh, we're going to get a reaction from Jim. And this one is Jim, he's standing in the center of his living room. There's like a small box television, which has been tuned to static. And we just see him pouring a circle of salt around him using that Morton salt we saw him buy. Oh, it's all coming back. He bought Morton's? Eh, if it exists. I guess you said it was a cylindrical thing. Yeah, I did. I'm a diamond crystal man. Well, the salt, right? Jim isn't. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, the only salt I ever saw growing up was Morton's. Yeah, so. same. Any, any other reactions to that scene we just played out? Yeah, I mean, I think Ruby could be watching the same program, not with Jim, obviously, but like in her own house. Um, and just kind of like half rolling her eyes at it, but you know. Uh, sorry the the program Jim's watching is static. He tuned. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, then let's have um. I mean, Ruby I'm be... I'm I'm actually I'm so down with the Lynchian idea that Ruby is just <laughs> sitting there watching static. But I wanted you to be clear what was happening before you decided. Oh that. my god. No, I was thinking news program. Um, that is actually an amazing idea. But um, you know, let's just say that she has the news on in the background, and there is some kind of a report about the fact that um, these developers are in town and you know making presentations at the school and what have you. And to that, she just kind of like rolls her eyes, but is like clearly kind of ambivalent still. Cool. Yeah, I don't need a Jake reaction. Okay. What about Willie May? Yeah, um, Willie May just kind of, you know, watches everything unfolds and, you know, it, there's almost like this kind of, is it schadenfreude? Sh- schadenfreude, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it, it's kind of like she wants this to happen because now, you know, these people will reap what they have sown. And... I think, you know, I, I definitely want this to be the seeds of a kind of supernatural. Like, will the, I guess as an aside, will the, you know, the the spirits in the swamp and all these other things, like, we'll define them as we play, right? Does it have to be just one supernatural faction towards one supernatural orientation, or can it be, like, different ones at work here? I mean, they... They could be, yeah, they could absolutely be different forces. Um, we could also be mistaken about what they are. Right? We yeah. we might think, you know, at the moment that they are Judeo-Christian, and then as we play, whether this game or the, the next game, that they are totally different. Right on. Because I feel like this is going to set the seeds for this kind of bitterness in Willie Mae that, you know, may have supernatural implications. Um you know, she wants to see the park go on so that she can see people realize just how dumb of a decision it was. And, um, yeah. Not bad. Shall we go ahead and try and resolve this crossroad? All right, so page 60 of the PDF. Step one, end game. Decide together if this is going to be the end of your game. This doesn't change how the crossroad is resolved, but it may change what players decide to make happen. If resolving the crossroad fills a crisis and or time passes card, continue and resolve them before you stop play. Um... I don't think this ends it, but what do y'all think? Do not think this ends it. Cool. Does not end it by any means. Word. Yeah. All right. So step two, set the stage. 
read aloud the crossroad and all the items in the yes and no columns to remind everyone what is at stake. So, will the town approve the spectators' water park at the clearing? If the proposal is rejected, we will face a financial crisis. If the proposal is approved, the current mayor will not be reelected and Sheriff Travis will run for mayor. Additionally, if it's approved, high schoolers will die. Step three, decision, power. We have two of those at the moment, Jake Brown and Ruby Bataille. Each player with a power character declares whether they are making the kingdom decide yes or no on the crossroad. No one else gets to vote. Describe how your character makes it happen. If you can't explain how your character uses their power to affect the outcome, you can't vote. Count the votes, majority wins. Unless someone changes the outcome by interrupting to challenge someone's vote, change their role to power, or overcome someone's power, the crossroad is now decided. There's no going back. Circle that answer on the card and toss out the other column. Everything on that side is moot. So, Ruby, what say you? Oh gosh. Um, so I want them to approve the water park. I'm just trying to think of how Ruby can herself be involved in this. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody throw an idea at me. I'm like, mm, I, um, you, you, God. I think you should just take this one. Like we, we could talk about it all day, but yeah, I, I really think like, this is your, this is your character, right? This is your, yeah, your ability, you know, like how, how does it fall on Ruby's shoulders? Maybe think of it that way. How, how does she take this burden and decide that this is what should happen. The problem is I think that she doesn't want it to happen, but I personally want it to happen. <laughs> sure. Oh, God. So wh- what does she do that, that, I don't know, does something happen in spite of, of her efforts or does she not try hard Oh, yeah, okay, hard okay. I've totally got it. So because her issue is that she has sort of this like ongoing power conflict with her boss at work even though she's doing all of the work as the bartender and she's kind of um she's showing up to chamber of commerce meetings yeah she's like running the place and this other guy just like owns it but won't give her a raise and won't give her any power so i think that she goes to him with her concerns but sort of to spite her he just assumes that whatever she's against is good and he sort of throws his weight around because he's got more money than most people in the town. Um, he just throws throws his his power behind um, the developers and like almost just despite her uh, starts supporting them very vocally. Okay, and then Jake. I think Jake is like full on election hearing. Like, there's uh, flyers for the like thing vote water park printed on the back of receipts even like and he's meeting with the city council and being like just talking it up just really trying to like flex all of his business community muscles while he can as long as he's still like kind of one of the commercial center points of the town to make it happen so just so we're clear that means that we are the town will approve the water park Now, step number four, the orders. We only have one order on the board, which is that the current mayor will not be reelected. These are the things that the powers decide will happen. For each order that a power character put on the winning side of the crossroad, the power player who controls it decides whether to let it happen or cancel it. So Ruby, 
Is this going to happen? Yeah, I, I say we let that happen, and the current mayor does not get reelected. Okay. There we go. Step five, predictions. For each prediction on the Pause. winning side of it. Yep. Real quick, why, why not, do you think? Because we did, if it does seem like the touchstones were kind of, I don't know, not super excited one way or the other, like why isn't the mayor going to get reelected? Yeah, great question. I think it's because, like, the town is still somewhat, like, not everyone's sold on the idea. So I think after it gets approved, people, like, you know, it's like a little, like, too little too late. They're like, wait, we're not actually sure we want this. Right. Um, And then I assume it's just, like, election year anyway. So um, they want someone else in there. Got it. Great. Step five, predictions. Um, and yeah, y'all feel free to like pause me like Kiefer did. If you have like a thought or world expanding question, do, do it. Step five, predictions for perspectives. For each prediction on the winning side of the crossroad, the perspective player who controls that prediction resolves it. To resolve it, decide whether your prediction comes true. You can't change your prediction or make a new one. Uh, if the prediction happens, narrate your character seeing your prediction coming true right now. Oh, okay. Say where you are and what you see. Do not describe some new outcome you did not predict. What happened should be what you said would happen. And if a perspective character never made a prediction for this crossroad, I'm the only prediction character, so none of that matters. All right. Our first prediction on the yes side, Sheriff Travis will run for mayor. Since the current mayor is being deposed, is not being reelected, I think that's definitely going to happen. Sheriff Whitney Travis is tossing his hat into the electoral ballot. And what is, I think Jim is walking down the street. He's carrying kind of a grocery bag and he sees a, like a converted ice cream truck roll by. (laughs) And on the side is a billboard of Sheriff Travis's just like disgusting smile, (laughs) holding a thumbs up. Yes. And the the second prediction I made for the winning side, high schoolers will die. And I, I get to see it happening right now. So, and we didn't determine, right, uh, when I made that prediction, I didn't want to say if it would happen from construction or if it would happen uh, at the park itself. So I think Jim is walking in the clearing again, and he comes across a body <laughs> yeah that's that's what i'm thinking he comes across the body of uh, a young white kid whose name is i was about to say jeremy irons i don't know why that's the name that popped into my head <laughs> jeremy phelps why not so uh not someone that he he's a football player jeremy phelps who was uh is a is a tight back or tight end is that a football position yeah, I think so. One tight or the other. Is. Tight end. Okay. Tight end. Jeremy Phelps was a tight end for the on the football team. So which is how Jim knows of him. And he yeah, he's walking through the the clearing and there's this young man's body. He's I think a junior, so he's about seventeen years old. And he uh his neck has been snapped. He's wearing his letter jacket, and yeah. And Jim knows that it is because 
the water park is going to be built here. Even though construction hasn't started, they haven't broken ground yet, he knows that the the reason this boy is dead is because something is changing in the clearing. Nice. That's really good. Okay. Oof. Step six, popular reaction. Touchstone. Each touchstone decides whether everything that has happened during the crossroad resolution, the decision, the outcome of predictions, etc., has brought the kingdom closer to disaster or calmed the situation down. Show what your character thinks about what has happened. Say where you are and what you think. This shows us what the people of the kingdom feel. If you think the situation is bad for the kingdom, you may check a crisis box. If you think it is good, you may uncheck a crisis box or do nothing if you prefer. There is definitely a tale of many different kingdoms here. Um, I think for the white collar folks, this is a tremendous coup and it can't happen faster, right? I think for working class folks, they're amenable to it even if they still express some reservations. And then I think there's a more radical sect um, that I want Willie May to personify as we move into the later stories in this game. And that's, you know, basically the supernatural will, you know, sort of come and claim what it, you know, rightfully owns, which in this case is the swamp. And I don't think disaster... Disaster is definitely on the horizon. There's no question about it. But I don't think it's going to happen immediately or all at once. As an aside, I really like um, what you suggested, Noah, about you know, high schoolers will die. I, I think that's going to be something that you know leads into what this larger crisis is or at least like you know one thing but yeah I, I don't think right now there's you know anything alarming about this but because i like to stir the pot i want to add an x in the crisis box anyway because um you know awesome just 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 to do it um but i still think things are comparatively mellow and i think everyone's excited for what's going to happen in different ways cool love it nice Step seven, reflection. One at a time, read your wish or fear aloud. Is that still what your character is thinking about? If not, you can change to a different wish or fear, including changing from a wish to a fear or vice versa. Tell us what made your attitude change. And let's just go in play order again, uh, since this was Gary's scene. So Gary, would you start? Right, so Willie Mae's fears were that no amount of work will save her and her family from displacement. Remember, she has, forgot what we discussed in the last episode, were they her biological children or were they family or adopted children, I think. You know, these were these are her children that she hustles to, you know, put food on the table for. And that issue is that she feels isolated by her own community um, for her lifestyle choices. I think these uh, still apply. I think her fears have given way to, like, I think her fears have consumed her in a very progressive way. And by that, I mean, I think those fears will be the catalyst for why she wants the lights to basically fuck everything up. Because if she cannot be saved from these problems, then 
everybody else will have to pay. And I think the issue about her being isolated from other black folks um, may be even more heightened because these are very pious Christians and they see all this talk about ghosts and spirit as heathen talk. You know, Willie Mae Hooks is a conjure woman um, who hasn't yet been awakened to her powers. Maybe, maybe not. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, um, that's good. So I think there's going to be that religious divide that we, you know, may hopefully see in the next game. Great. So I will go next. Jim's fear was that elements from the swamp will overwhelm the town. And I don't think that's changed at all. If anything, that what was probably just a mild concern before is now becoming kind of a, a deep set, almost bone deep fear. So I'm going to leave that. And then Ruby. Yeah. Um, so what I had as her fear initially was that she's fearing the speculators coming and building new attractions that are going to decrease visitors to the rogue. I mean, I think she's still very skeptical of the, the speculators. And I think her boss's reaction um, being so in favor of them and sort of showing just like, I guess how pro money he is is pushing her further toward um, being anti water park. Yeah, so I think it's not so much that she's worried that it's going to decrease visitors to the rogue. I think that she's afraid. I guess that the town is going to get more selfish. Like I don't know. I don't know how to put that in here. Yeah, if I can suggest this, think about that for just a second because Kiefer I know has a hard out here in just a few minutes. So Kiefer. What are you thinking about uh, Jake's wish? Yeah, Jake's wish was for the kingdom to prosper and gain a bigger national profile, and I think that is still true. Um, I Yeah, I don't think it needs to change because it's not all the way fulfilled yet, but he's definitely moving in the right direction. Great. Perfect. Yeah, um, yeah so I'll just say um, Ruby fierce speculators getting out of hand okay i like it okay step eight check time passes so every time we resolve a crossroad we come closer to the action taking a pause so we've done that now mm -hmm. and we would start with another crossroad which would be jim's uh, which would be my scene, since Gary just went. We're just about to wrap, but before we do, uh, I'm just going to throw out the new crossroad, since I haven't made it yet, which is, will the town discover who killed Jeremy Phelps? Awesome. Cool. And I, like I think that is where we're going to have to end for today. Hey. So, so good. thanks, everybody, for tuning in to our second episode, Playing Kingdom. I don't know how it sounds listening to it, but this game is fucking slapping for me <laughs> super excited to keep playing with everybody so thank you have a good day and we will see you in a couple of weeks bye done second episode hey. cool Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Just a reminder, you can find us at covenpodcast.com, on Twitter at coven underscore podcast, and on your favorite podcast catchers. Our theme song, as always, is by Ben Cronin. 
give us a rating like subscribe can you like a podcast i'm actually not sure uh but subscribe tell your friends it'll help us grow um i'm really proud of this game that we've been playing and i just want more people to be able to hear it thanks again and we'll see you in two weeks